Hey, everybody, this is uh, Greg Del Sandro, editor in chief of Weekly World News. And uh, this is Verbal Shenanigans with Michael Burling and Scott Brennan. It's just the best podcast in the world. But our shenanigans are cheeky and fun. Yeah, I mean, his shenanigans are cruel and tragic. Which makes them not shenanigans at all, really. Evil shenanigans. I swear to God, I'll pistol whip the next guy that says shenanigans. Hello, everybody. Welcome on back for your weekly installment of the Verbal Shenanigans podcast. I feel like we've been we've been good to you lately. We've been we've been getting these out on time. We've been bringing on monster guests. If you're if you're joining us today, go back one episode and, and hear the likes of Perez Hilton. Um, and once again, um, joined by Mike. I'm the exciting one. Would you would you character characterize yourself as the exciting one of the two of us? Uh, I feel I bring the energy. Yeah, I feel I do. I know. I, I feel you're more the though you bring the jokes. You're more the straight man, and I'm more the like crazy. What's he gonna do next? Wild card, baby, kind of guy. Uh, so if like you can compare yourself to someone in like pop culture and TV or something, you like a wild card kind of guy. Who do you see yourself when you look in the mirror? Are you like me? Yeah, me and him are very similar roles. Nah. I, I go OG. I'd go to uh, Costello well, back in Abbott Costello days. You know, wow, wow, yeah. So you're you're comparing yourself to Costello? Yeah, yeah, like the original like TV icon. Yeah. Sure, and him and Berlin. Yep. You're thinking you have like the same comedic ability, timing, uh, comedic sense, uh, uh, vocal skill. You, you feel like you're on the same same plane. Well, no, I just want to be up there. I just, I don't have any of the skills, but you know, in my brain, I'm like, yeah, I'm up there. I don't, I don't need those other things that you know made him famous and all. I'm just me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somehow, I believe that you believe what you're saying right now. Like you, you have a smile on your face, but I really mm-hmm. think that that's just a front to for you to think that for for you to make me think that you're joking. But I really think yeah. deep down, you're like, you know, in the morning, you're like, I am Costello. I am Costello. I am Costello. Well, if you think about it, if you ask a 20-year-old kid about Evan Costello, they'll have no clue who they are. So in, in theory, I am at their level right now. <laughs> you have the same relatability at that Costello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I said nothing about like 1940s or anything like that, Scott. I'm talking about now. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, anybody, anyway, welcome back, everybody, um, and, and thank you for tuning in. So, Interestingly enough, last week um, we came off the the Perez Hilton episode, and our our initial banter was um, we we're kind of just talking about the Demar Hamlin situation. So, and we we kind of were t- were like a little unsure because it was it was we were recording like four days prior to when it came out, so there was a little uncertainty. So, but it looks like it looks like we are kind of out of the woods well not us he's kind of out of the woods as far as you know he looks like he's gonna live his life and i think last time we said like oh i hope his charity raises like five million dollars i think last i checked it was like over eight and a half million dollars so um those are all good things because that would kind of make last week's episode a little awkward yeah that'd be kind of dark to start off with and uh yeah, those prayers didn't really go too far. Mm, yeah, yeah. Should have done it a little harder. My bad. 
Yeah, but it's it's a good week in uh in the NFL. You got the Giants, the Giants in the playoffs, the the, the Commanders sitting this one out. It's it's not a bad week. You know, uh, we we'll get there in theory. I mean, we 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 did some amazing things. We went from seven wins to seven wins <laughs> yeah. to eight wins. So I was just, my logic will be a Super Bowl contender in nine years, something I, like that. I was just gonna say you'll be you'll be back in it when the division stinks and eight and eight is enough to win the division. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we don't go above everybody. We wait for them to fall under us and go. Okay, we'll take it. That's us. <laughs> yeah, Commander Tutty approves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Commander Tutty. What are your, what are your thoughts on Commander Tutty? Uh, it just adds to the uh, <laughs> the what are you doing part of being a Commanders fan because I mean first off like everybody says it's like why are you waiting to the next to last week of the season <laughs> to reveal this yeah explain guy. explain it a little bit for the people who are not into um, yeah. into the so, into so, the Commanders outside so, of the people around Washington so you probably understand. We were once the Washington Redskins, and then bunch. finally people kind of got in their face, and they're like, all right, we're not the Redskins, we're the football team. And uh, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, don't worry, we've got a really great name coming, and fans put in votes, and we were people were getting excited. Man, hey, we're going to be the Red Wolves, or we're, we're going to be <laughs> kind of like a DCFC, like a kind of a cool soccer name in football. Edgy, I liked or, I liked the the Red Tails at the time because I believe the it, was, it was the Tuskegee like uh, Airmen or something like that. That was the name yeah. of their their squadron. Even uh, the Washington Hogs, um, that was like the nickname of Watson's offensive line. If you go back to our episode with Joe Jacoby, we talked to one of the original Hogs on the show, and then it's like. We're the commanders, and it's like, uh... yeah, commanders always sounds a little bit like if you were starting like a team in Madden, and it was like one of yeah. the generic names you could start with. Like, okay, you know, that's fine, whatever. Exactly. So, it's slowly but sure, it's slowly growing on us and everything. But the team continuously does what this Washington team does, and um, going into the season, they're like, we're got. We got a big announcement. We're gonna we got a mascot coming, and <laughs> meanwhile, as it's like going to be announced, uh, the original players were basically suing the team yes. because they they were taking advantage of the name, but at the same time, not paying the guys who made the nickname. So there was a whole thing, and they at halftime come out with this dude <laughs> in a pig costume with a hard hat on. And it's it's Major Tutty, and I, I guess Tutty is like short for TD touchdown. Yes, yes, yeah. So it's like we're what the kids call major it. See? touchdowns. See, Costello wouldn't know that. Costello wouldn't know what no, the, no, what no. the kids call touchdowns. Tutties, no, no, he would tutties. ask who's on first, and yeah. I'm like, shut up, we're talking about Tutties here. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they and they make this big deal. It's like ah, the new mascot. And like the week before, it's like, is it a hog or is it a dog? <laughs> Which one could it be? And it's like, wait, was, were you just going for rhyming stuff or frogs involved in this in any way? Um, <laughs> um, but uh, they they bring him out and everybody's like, eh, because 
most Washington games are 90% the other team's fans Mm -hmm. in the stadium. Mm -hmm. And then they lose that said game and get eliminated from the playoffs. I will will also say, like, the outfit doesn't look like – it doesn't look like a a franchise that's worth whatever you know. Yeah, they were the billion dollar whatever. It's apparently, they're going to sell for over seven billion. Yeah, yeah. So, so seven seven billion. Uh, they're trying to make him look fat, but he's like, it's like, it kind of looks like if you ordered on Amazon like fat suit and like a really cheaply made fat suit, and then he's kind of exactly. skinny in the legs. Um, so it's a very very interesting look. He's got a. <laughs> he's got like a, a a war helmet on i guess a commander helmet and even like his shirt even his shirt looks like the generic <laughs> like it just says like commanders and really kind of plain font it, it, it it's another swing and a miss for mascots by your, your teams i don't know like well i mean i will say this nothing about him like ooh, i want a tutty t-shirt or anything like that <laughs> but at least i could say like the Flyers, as insane as Gritty is, like at first we're all like, what the hell did they do? And then when a week, everyone's like, this is insane. I love this. And he kind of caught on pretty fast. I, I think that worked because it was Philadelphia. I don't see the same something terrible working in Washington because it'll just it'll go with like uh, we're terrible. <laughs> like there's already a negative attitude. Yeah. Philadelphia embraces that kind of like garbage. The gritty thing is really strange. I still don't kind of get what he is. <laughs> He's kind of just like a hair. <laughs> I'm a pig in the army, yeah. and I'm a commander, even though I'm major. I yeah yeah um, yeah like yeah, gr- the, gritty's just so mysterious because he doesn't even I, I don't know what he is uh, he's like a ball of no hair. logic to gritty <laughs> yeah. like you you're, you're like i don't know if i love him or i fear him that that's how great gritty is now granted flyers are a thousand times even worse than my washington <laughs> team yeah so that's all they have right now is just like yeah gritty's here but uh yeah, the only way people would have got excited is if, if Major Tutty took off the head. And it was Dan Snyder, and he's like, this is my last thing I do in Washington. I'm leaving. Then that place would have exploded. And then, and then he takes off his own head, and the crowd goes absolutely wild. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, there are very few people in life that nobody's rooting for them, and Dan Snyder is one of them. Yeah, he, yeah. When he goes, nobody will be like, I miss those times. Yeah, I got to say on my side, the Giants, pretty good season, obviously, uh, surprising. So all of this is house money now. And out of the the top seeds, this is the team I feel good playing, the Vikings, as far. Like, I don't want to – I want nothing to do with the 49ers. I want nothing to do with uh, Philly again, nothing to do with Dallas right away. Um, So – I, I, Vikings Tampa's are, got the experience, even though they got a bad record. Yeah, I mean, who wants to play Tom Brady first round? <laughs> no, <laughs> just no. just the name alone is like, oh god, here we go. Uh, just whisper in Kirk Cousins' ear, "You remember us," and he will screw up. Yeah, just tell him. By the way, this is a primetime game, and he will throw three interceptions. Yeah, and the Vikings have been very up and down. They've looked amazing some weeks, and then they've looked awful others. So for the Giants, a team that is literally playing with. 
I watch the games and I'm still like, who caught that pass? Like every week, I'm like, who is that? I gotta like look at the numbers or or wait till someone says the name. I'm like, oh, that guy. Um, so it's a very very good team, and it's finally nice to have the right coach in place. But um, that is, that is that's the end of our our, our sports recap. <laughs> For, sports recap with Costello. Um, <laughs> uh, Mike, what do you got? Uh, Scott, uh, one question I got for you. Like, when you ever Thank God, hear it's about... Thank God, it's only one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, when you hear stories about, like, something, like, murders or something like that, like, mm-hmm. is it? Are, do you initially get, like, in the creeped out zone of it? Um, Just, like, like, say, generic stories about, oh, somebody got shot in the mall or something like that. Honestly, no. I think... I think we're conditioned to hear so much bad news that it has to be like mm-hmm. extremely bad to be like, oh, man, that was bad. Like, if you're just like flipping on, I, I guess you don't even say TV. I don't, you're looking through social media. And it's like, man, slaughtered by uh, someone at the mall. You're kind of like, oh, that happens, <laughs> which is so sad to say. But it's got to be like something crazy to really grab grab the attention. Yeah, that, and that's what I'm kind of leading to. I was I was listening to Rogan's uh, podcast uh, mm-hmm. with uh, Dave Portnoy yep. from uh, Barstool, and he described a real life story. And I can't remember the last time I have been more freaked out about a murder story in my life. This was a Rogan story or or Portnoy's yeah. story? Yeah, Rogan told a story. They basically they discussed uh, somehow cocaine got discussed on the show and like poor night's like yeah i've done it but like you know i don't regularly do it and he joked around saying if you haven't been close to cocaine whether you've done it or not then you're probably not a fun person but uh but like rogan was telling how like um like that was the one drug he always knew never to touch yeah, and he like, says that often that he never he never touched coke <laughs> And one of the things he brought up was he had like a guy, I guess it was like a sparring partner or whatever in um, wherever dojo he was at. And he talked about how the guy got arrested and they brought him up on charges of murder. And the story is basically the two guys were breaking every bone in the guy's body with a hammer and they were injecting him with cocaine to ensure that he didn't like go unconscious. So he stayed awake through the entire time as they broke every bone in his body before he died. Wait, and I, so, so why are they breaking all his bones? Well, I, I don't know. They didn't give the what the purpose was. Uh-huh. But basically, a man was murdered by two people who were hammering him and breaking every bone in his body and to ensure that he felt every ounce of pain they were injecting into his bloodstream cocaine to avoid him from passing out. I mean, that's just, that sounds like some cartel, uh, like yeah. not like just to have the knowledge of, okay, like that's a very planned out, uh, thing that it, I feel like must have had to be tested on people before. Like, like how do you just know that knowledge? Like, oh, this is going to work. Like, this is going to really keep this guy up. I feel like this had this must be something like 
a mafia or a cartel has done for <laughs> to people for years or decades, and they know this is like the excruciating death. This is a planned out, practiced attack. Yeah, there's no improv to this. They weren't just like in the room and like, I'm so sick of Jim, I'm going to kill him. Thank God I have these hammers. But what are we going to do with all this cocaine? Like there was no like out of the blue, I got an idea kind of thing right there. That is like some next level effed up stuff right there. Yeah, that's pretty bad. That's that's like equivalent over here, like mafia members. Like I remember reading the Iceman, uh, who was the uh, the hitman for the mafia for a while, uh, Jim Kuklinski or whatever it is. And they he would do things. Jim Kuklinski? Like, no, not Ray Flames. Not, not the uh, Stanley Cup winner that we had on. I mean, he was he was on the show and all. We forgot to ask him about that. Yeah. <laughs> and he would take like victims like into the woods to this like cave he knew of, and he would like duct tape him in a chair and like uh, I don't know like beat him up and cut him up and put food on him and like let rats eat him eat away at them. Like that's some that's up there with that. Jesus. Like. <laughs> how much time do they have and like that sounds like years of like like having journals to figure out this stuff like it's it's not even like i i'm gonna kill this person in a week let me figure out how i torture them this is like next level like you're going to the library and looking in microfiche (laughs) to figure out some of these items and all it's like what would that work with like Badger? Let me see. No, no, no. Wait, there's rats in these caves. Hmm. Yeah, like every time I've thought about killing you, I've never really thought that elaborately. It was more yeah. of like, you know, cut the brakes on the car. The, the, the classics, the classics, as I call it, you know? Yeah, you know, I'd, I'd come back. A little arson, a little arson never hurt nobody. Yeah, my clothes be smoking and i would just like give you a little nudge on the the chin i'm like oh you you're not getting rid of costello that easy <laughs> well i mean you did throw out another topical reference of microfiche today i the, the kids are <laughs> oh yeah the kids like i said i'm the costello Kids are like, what the hell did he bring up? What is that, was that a word or was that just a usual burlu messed up a word thing? <laughs> Kids, you can follow me on Instagram and, and microfiche, you know. <laughs> <laughs> just go to your local library, look up the Dewey Decimal System, go in the back room, and you'll get some classic burlu stuff right there. <laughs> I, I feel like that would be something that we don't know about you. Like you enjoy just perusing microfiche on, on the weekends and, and taking oh, yeah. you know. <laughs> God, I got my own microfiche uh, machine at home and no, I don't want to go to the libraries and like deal with the common people I I just go up and I'm like yo Claire I'm gonna check out these uh, little strands of microfiche and all I got a busy weekend this weekend okay <laughs> do you think is microfiche even still in libraries like at all there's got to be a couple that it's like around but I can't imagine they keep up with it I gotta imagine it's somewhere because like literally it was only around because they didn't have enough room and they didn't have the media so I assume it's still out there as in an access to you know, we got to get in new books. We have to, you know, keep uh, the room smaller and whatever. So I got to fathom it's still an option. Like, 
I just typed into eBay um, okay. microfilm scanners and whatnot. So right now, you can get a Canon microfilm scanner. Um, which this one doesn't look as old as I remember microfiche, but I'm assuming this is to maybe import the, uh, old microfiche digitally, possibly, um, no. 680 no. bucks or best offer. Um, but then we got the Ben and Hal 975 microfiche microfilm reader with the uh, we're talking. low and the high lamp. They both work. 90 bucks, Mike. You can have yourself a microfiche mm. reader. Yeah, that is a, that's a classic microfiche right there, Scott. <laughs> and all. That's a good – like the, the Canon people, those were the people. It's like they thought they were – like really smart basically it was like betamax those people who got the canon microfiche and all we're like whatever you you don't know trends we we know what works here in the microfiche land then um if you really want to like step your microfiche game up to the next level here we have here we have a minolta microfilm digital reader and printer so i'm assuming you could print your own microfiche for seven ninety five, Mike, with one hundred twenty dollars shipping or best offer. So, I mean, you might be able to scoop that thing up for four hundred bucks. Oh, that that's a sweet deal, man. I mean, my my only concern is, you know, I got to do the show and microfiche on the side. I I feel the show will get hindered by my by getting all this stuff, and I would just be microfiching twenty four seven and. I don't want to do that to verbal shenanigans. Yeah, okay? like, you know, we got a couple thousand followers on each social media platform, but we're killing it in the microfiche world. I mean, like, it is unreal. Mike's putting like, our posts and our episodes into microfiche, translating them, you know. Oh, yeah. The, the 70-year-olds that go into the library mm-hmm. and look at the episodes of verbal shenanigans on microfiche never have a complaint. <laughs> All two times it happened. I love that you're explaining microfiche as your dog is essentially raping you at the moment. Yeah. Leia <laughs> yeah. is uh, she's getting a little excited here and uh, she's chewed up some cardboard down here. She found a ping pong ball, which I don't know why, so I had to hide that before she choked. It's now a, she's um the microfiche dog gets that dog crazy, man. It's uh <laughs> Yeah, you like the microfiche, don't you? Yes, you're a good girl. Microfiche. True true or false, the names the names of the dogs, it was between Leia or or Fishy, right? Yeah, unfortunately, this is the wife's dog, technically. That's why I lost out on that. Oh, I'm mean, sorry, man. I don't know why I kept Callie with Callie. But <laughs> I, mean, uh, did, I guess I didn't realize. When you were young, did you ever um, did you ever get any of the encyclopedia sets? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. We had it one in the basement. Uh, we had that. Um, it, was, it was a good set and whatever, but you could tell it was the early beginnings of oh this is like eight years old this, <laughs> this info is not working out for my book report where the presidents aren't the the the, the, the uh, reigning president at the moment where uh, <laughs> uh yeah i remember my mom would get these like kids encyclopedias but you would she would only get like one or two at the i don't know i guess she got them at the grocery store i'm assuming because that's like where moms go um, and would bring uh-huh. bring them back like one or two, like a week or, or a month. Yeah. So it would take years to get the whole set. Yeah, it's like, oh, I got a report on Jupiter and mom's like, 
That's another three months away, son. Sorry, you're going to have to fail this class. There's something Sorry. Cool, there's something cool about those encyclopedias, though, right? Like, there's something like, oh, yeah, I'm going to open this bad boy up. And you always look for something maybe like inappropriate or, or, mm-hmm. or try to find like a gory picture or, or, or something. Um, there, there, was a, there was a certain feeling about the encyclopedia that kids will never have ever again. Yeah. I remember you'd be in school and like you have to be in the library to start doing some work. And it's like, all right, I need the letter K. And it's like, God dang it. Timmy's got the letter K. Tim, when are you going to be done with that, man? I can't do anything right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hogging, hogging the good letters. You're sitting there with a, a U. <laughs> <laughs> it, this is my report on umbrella yeah the, the u1 is like 40 pages thick the rest mm-hmm. of them were huge you know got the kids who had the bees oh my god just so, so much stuff to look up <laughs> mm. <laughs> the, i wasn't that one of your business ideas michael burlow's new encyclopedias I don't remember it, but it sounds like a Michael Burlew thing. <laughs> you know, bring the encyclopedia back into the house. You know, wholesome America. Make America great again. We start that way by giving every kid an encyclopedia set. All right. Now it's starting to flow in my head. That sounds like something I would have said. Yeah. Burlew's <laughs> new encyclopedia. You just see me walking door to door with like 300 pounds of encyclopedias and a microfiche machine in the other hand. Yeah. You should open up like a hipster bar somewhere. Like, what's a hipster area of Georgia? Like, uh, um, what's the Brooklyn, what's at- Brooklyn of Georgia? Brooklyn of Georgia. Um, I'd probably say like the maybe the west side of uh, Atlanta, okay. kind of that area. Maybe yeah, Chambly yeah. somewhere. You should there. open up a little coffee shop slash like nano microbrewery where there's just mm. encyclopedias and microfiche. The kid, the hipsters would love it, man. Like you have a trivia night, and it's like. This might be easy, but you need to show me proof in either the microfiche or the encyclopedia that, the answer. That's kind of fun, actually, playing trivia, and you have to you have to look it up. <laughs> yeah, it'd be yeah, fun. All phones are left at the front, yep. and everybody just got to. It's like question go, and you got to sprint. <laughs> it, it it would be pretty fun to see like Gen. What what are we calling the kids? Gen Y, Gen Z. I don't know. Gen... Whatever. I guess Gen Z. Not at all. It would be fun to see kids who've never used an encyclopedia have to scramble to find answers in something they've never used. And like, they could, we could do like phone a friend segments where they got to use the old uh, <laughs> the, the, the rotary, the, the, phone. rotary phone. It, it, there would be some classic st- classic footage in that. <laughs> what do you mean you don't remember Jenny's number? She's your best friend. You should know it. <laughs> well. I think it's time to segue to our guest. And I, I, I can think of a good segue um, because this person's um, uh, production or their, their, their magazine and whatnot has been in, in print for, for, for a very long time. And speaking of food stores, you might remember growing up as a kid seeing said uh, magazine. Uh, Mike, oh, yeah. who, who, we, who we got on the show tonight? I mean, Scott. When we were growing up in the supermarket, there were two guarantees. I mean, I know one you. Mom, gr- I know you grew up in the supermarket, but absolutely. Every once in a while, I visited one. You know, with mom. <laughs> yeah, the, one. The two things are guaranteed. One, mom and dad will say no to any request for the candy bars mm-hmm. at the front. Yes. And two, our eyes would gravitate to the Weekly World News headline. Absolutely. Whether it's 
Elvis was alive and entered Wimbledon, whether Bat Boy challenged Hulk Hogan to a match, or finding the oldest woman in the world was marrying the shortest man in the world, some amazing story gazed upon us. Tonight, we are with Greg D'Alessandro, who is the CEO and editor-in-chief of the Weekly World News, and we're going to learn about their new media ventures of the company. Real quick, Bat Boy Hogan, who you got? <sighs> Well, Bat Boy would be heel, so I know he's gonna like do some dirty tricks or whatever. And on, I feel he he'd have some in with the Iron Sheik to help him out. So I go Bat Boy. Yeah, I'm taking Bat Boy. Yeah, I gotta agree. Bat maybe Bat Powers. He'd be like biting his neck, be like, "Oh my God, he's draining Hogan of his power," you know. And then, mm-hmm. but then again, Hogan would do the, you know, he'd be <clears throat> he'd be drained, and then all of a sudden he'd be they'd be like, "Oh my God, he's out, he's out," raising his hand three times, and then all of a sudden you get that like Hogan pump going. I'd I'd probably take Hogan, especially like in the eighties. They're never going to let him lose. But anyway, let's get Greg the Alessandro on the line. Hey, Greg. Hey, guys. How you doing? Greg, what's up, man? How are you? All right, Scott. Mike. Michael or Mike? What do you, what do you like? Whatever floats your boat. That's the way I call it. <laughs> oh, God. Nine yeah. percent of people call me by my last name. Other people call me stuff I shouldn't repeat. So yeah, I mean, asshole, oh, right, okay. a- asshole works too. That's generally <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. <laughs> well, where, well, where are you guys coming from? That's a nice. Uh, Scott's got a nice little oh, depth thank, thing going into the tree. I like you, that. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. It's it's real. It's not a, yeah. not, a not a fake pack. Oh, that's real. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Scott. I got go ahead. I was just going to say, Scott's in New Jersey, where I used to live. I am down in Georgia now. Oh, you are? Okay. Mm-hmm. How about you? Where are you, at? Nice. where are you at right now? Right now, I'm in New Jersey, right outside the city, yeah. Oh, there you go. From okay. LA. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where in New Jersey are you? Down? I'm in uh, Denville, New Jersey. Which is kind Denville, of, okay. Yeah, by, yeah. by like Parsippany. Um, okay. And then I grew, cool. up, and I grew up in Woodbridge, so... All right, cool. Yep. Yeah, I was South that's Brunswick, so you were South Brunswick, and then you moved to Georgia, huh? That's cool. Yep, and that's where the job took me, and all. Uh, at least until this podcast makes me millions, you know, then I'll be right. Yeah, back. yeah, that, that, then you'll be back, yeah. right around the corner. <laughs> so, so Greg, I, I mean, I guess the best way to kind of start this interview is trying to get a grasp. What would we call the Weekly World News right now? And all, are you like? officially press can you guys like cover the super bowl or anything like that or what what uh, what what is the definition of what weekly world news is uh weekly world news is like uh i uh, you know it's yeah it's hard to pin down but we're tabloid satire comedy supernatural kind of thing you know imaginative uh paper publication let's put it that way all right all right yeah, yeah, it's not. It's not. Well, we could possibly get to the Super Bowl. We've tried to get to some political <laughs> events, you know, because it it does sound like you know pretty official. Listen, world news, listen I'd probably you know? take the weekly yeah. world news coverage of uh, political events than the actual news coverage. So, um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I take yours more seriously. <laughs> yeah. So, hey, am I too blurred for you guys, man? You're pretty blurry. I was wondering if you just like were smoking uh, hookah. Maybe or I something. should do. Maybe I could. Uh, I'll turn take off the. Uh, what do you call it? Blur. 
It's, yeah, the blur. It's a little, uh, yeah, the blur. I'll take off the blur. I just have a background that's a little messy, but it's okay. Uh, that looks good. Uh, it's all good. That better? Yeah, it's better. That better? Yep. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, don't worry about uh, it. I'm downstairs. I don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah, I'm downstairs in the basement with a cat on my lap, so don't, don't worry about okay. professionalism on this one. Hey, yeah, I don't want to be, I don't want to be, <laughs> I don't know why you guys think I'm messy. It's not like that. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I mean, that's, uh, yeah, that's just, I think, yeah, they, we, we have officially as a, a new satire site, I guess you would say. Out of curiosity, before you got with them, do you, like, growing up, do you remember a specific like headline or title is like going through, you know, the shopping uh, line and seeing them on the side with the gum. Do you remember like a headline that caught your eye where it kind of brought you back where it came to this situation? Oh, what, like one of the first headlines that, that I, I remember seeing that, that got me into the whole yeah thing or I remember. Oh, you know, there's, there's, uh, there's a whole bunch of, I mean, I, I think baby uh, parts Lake Michigan was like something that, <laughs> that I, I always like that image on our cover because you just saw this big baby partying down Lake Michigan. That was, a, that was a cool one. Or the duck hunter shoot down uh, angels. That was another one. I remember seeing that. Yeah. You so know, there's kind of stuff like that, but of course, you know, then you dig into it, and then uh, Elvis, all these Elvis stuff, yeah. Elvis stuff. I was into, you know. For me, oh, I, because we were the we were the first ones with the the kid that said Elvis was alive, you know, proved it. You know? Yeah, for, for me, I hear Weekly World News. I just think of Bat Boy. That's all I can remember. Yeah, mm-hmm. is that is that kid and just being young, like maybe with my mom or something at the uh, food yeah. store, and being like, oh my god, what is that? You know, is, is that Boy. there? It is. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, Bat Boy. Yeah. Now, yeah, Bat Boy. Yeah, no, that's I- our signature character, but we have three hundred of them. Yeah. <laughs> Now, now, how did you get hooked up with this? How did you actually like get involved uh, working with Weekly World News? Where where was your in, uh, your entry point? Okay, good question. So it it started in 1979. So I was not here for that. I wasn't uh, part of it then. But if, I guess like 1998, I was in LA. I was a writer in the WGA, pitching TV, film, all that kind of thing, and I had a a meeting with someone at National Lampoon, uh, Neil McGinnis, who's a great, great, great guy. And uh, so he told me, he, he loved a lot of stuff I was doing, and he was telling me about, um, you know, Weekly World News, and I had submitted a couple things to Weekly World News that were published, you know, these short articles. And so we kind of bonded over Weekly World News a bit and over a few other stories. And then he... Uh, so I kept in touch with him over the years and I kept writing, you know, some articles that got published, you know, I would just, on my spare time, kind of, I would write, submit them and they just kept getting, you know, uh, published. But then he became the, um, editor in chief in 2007. He went from, he worked for, uh, Lauren Michaels and then he went to National Lampoon and then he went to Wicked World News. He became the editor. And when he became the editor full-time then I, I worked for him a little bit more and i write, wrote a lot for for them so i had written a bunch uh just from uh you know in la someone said hey they're looking for some some writers to write some stuff i wrote a couple articles and they, they took them right away so there you go 
And that, that was my entry point right around 1998, 99. Yeah. So, so where are like, is the news right now? Because it used to be, like I said, like growing up, I always remember it being right on the side, going to check out at the, at the, at the supermarket and whatever. I, are they still in like, uh, like printed publications or you guys moved to the web? What is the current status of the? Okay. So it, it, uh, it went out of print in 2008, you know, around, around there. It was like officially like the last issue. And then it went fully online. It had a really good run online and it did really well for a number of years. And then 2015, it kind of went uh, dormant for a number of reasons, which I could tell you about. And then uh, in 2019, at the end of the year, uh, the owners of it, it was sold a couple of times. The owners are this group in New York and they uh, asked me, if I would be the uh, new editor-in-chief and CEO, because I, over the years, believe it or not, I wrote about 5,000 articles and I created a bunch of characters. So I, I know pretty pretty much better than anyone else that's still around. And um, so that's when I, I took it over. And, and our goal was mostly uh, to do film, TV, podcasts, stuff like that. And then get it back in print, you know, just get the exposure back, bring our audience back. So that's pretty much what we've been doing. I mean, we want to get back in print. It's, you know, the whole world has changed, obviously. But people still love love the print version. So I want to get back. It's just, you know, there's some hurdles that I, I didn't know about that I, I got to go through. We, we did print last year a greatest covers issue. I could send you that a lot of people like that a lot. And we have that printed out and, and we're just trying to get, we have everything ready to go, except for the, you know, the people running this distribution, try and get back into supermarkets, a different game now. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's, that's what we're doing. But you know, a lot of our fans, they all want to, everybody, thought, everybody even online wants to see it back in print, you know, which is cool. Now, now have, you cool guys, have you guys thought about like going to like a monthly model, almost like a magazine where you, it's less printing, um, where people could have, you know, where you're not worried about getting it out weekly or, or, or whatnot, um, or evolving it that way. Yeah, Scott, that's an excellent idea. I mean, we, we've been mulling around, like, maybe we'll do quarterly first and then monthly and right. then weekly, you know, something like that to get back. Cause, uh, when it when it went out of print, it was 1.5 million issues a week were being sold. And then there were subscriptions on top of that. So it had a really good following. Yeah. So, yeah, so we that's what we're looking at. I mean, we're trying to do – we're small operation right now, but we're trying to do – you know, trying to hit a bunch of different areas right now. Give me a little insight into like what, what a writing session is like this for weekly world. Like, do you get together with other people and spitball ideas? Are you just driving one day and come up with some wacky ideas? Is it anything news-based and then you satire? Like what is the writing and creative process to, to make these stories? Yeah, that's a, that's another good question. So when they when they started, let me go back to the beginning. They started it in '79. It was all this strange but true stories, you know, from around the world, like a 25 foot grasshopper or a tree man, you know, or something like that, or a three legged girl, something like that, which all existed. And then uh, in the '80s, things just started getting dialed up a little bit, you know. So just uh, there was a the true true story and then like you know do a little embellishment and then we start creating our own characters and but there's always been like this uh germ of truth in it and uh 
although everything we we write is 100 percent true you know the world that we are the world's most reliable news of course absolutely so i think that mm-hmm. i think the sessions back then for years and years there were like guys in the room just throwing ideas at each other it was fun it was like a bullpen uh, atmosphere where people sat really close together they would throw ideas and spitball and then they go to you know a bar and then they'd spitball some more you know and come up with some ideas or they take the these true stories and and say oh maybe it could go this way or that today you know uh i mean up until the pandemic we would get together a bit but now we have writers all over the place san francisco la minnesota um uh, florida so it's it's more of a zoom kind of thing we get together like once a week and we you know throw throw ideas around and then everybody goes off and does it and we i look at what people submit and then we kind of go from there so but it, yeah it's, it's very you know people that like we can roll news like that it's most of all that it's imaginative you know we talk about crazy things like um uh, the Earth, you know, a lot, there's a lot of people that believe the Earth is flat, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. Mike, Mike does actually. Mike's a flat earther. Really? Yeah, flat earther. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm standing on the ground. It's flat. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, and then there's a whole bunch of people think it's it's kind of a sphere, kind of round. You know, and there's a, there's what? a whole group of people that think that. Yeah, you know. Wacky, so, but, but but we have this. Uh, it's really bold. You know, it's it's a breathing organism, so it's flat sometimes. And then other times it breathes out and it goes in and out like that. <laughs> that kind of yeah. That's really the way it is. So you know, finally around, explained. You know, finally, it's explained. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> now so we uh, have like you know a high level thinking like that. We're coming into and talking about the UFOs and and aliens. You know, which by the way, we were correct about a lot of UFO stuff we wrote about. Definitely. <laughs> you know. Now, as we we tried to schedule this interview, you've been really busy with the the yeah. film side. Uh, is it Zombie Wedding, the project uh, you've been working on? Yeah. So, uh, so since let me go back since 2010, you know, we when I was in LA pitching all the time, and some other writers, people would say, "Wow, you guys got this library of articles, and you have a library of uh, characters that would be great for film and TV." Because in the 90s, about 57 TV and film uh, films had us mentioned in it or something. David Byrne did a movie based on it called True Stories. We were in uh, Men in Black. We had an agreement with them. So I married an axe murderer, Mike Myers. That was based on a Weekly World News article. We were in Family Guy, uh, Simpsons, Naked Gun. Uh, on and on and on. Different things from us. There's a, a, a film company called Asylum that did Sharknado. They've done a whole bunch of films that are like loosely based on uh, certain things. So in 2010, we're like, you know, we should really just own our own stuff. And and we went out, got a, we were represented by CAA, and we went out and uh, immediately uh, Steven Spielberg's company, Amblin, wanted to do a TV series. You know, um, um, by the way, in 1996, there was a a series kind of like the daily show that was on usa network you know i remember that so sort yeah so that did that did pretty well it's kind of a straight news reporter edwin newman and then you know the wacky stories you know the guy that does surgery on himself at home stuff like that you know <laughs> their reports on it so we said you know uh 
so immediately, Steven Spielberg, whose daughter was in a play, our, we have a musical out there called Fat Boy the Musical. I don't know if you guys know about that. Oh, I didn't. Oh, so, all right. Don't want to go off too much, but 1999, Tim Robbins, the actor, mm-hmm. he uh, mm-hmm. he has a this group called the Actors Gang in L.A. and uh, <clears throat> theater company, and he loved Bat Boy, so he got the rights to do a musical, and they put it together. Both the people that wrote a musical called Heather's, and they composed and they got this Bat Boy the musical it opened in Culver City, uh, in yeah, 1999. And then it went to Off Broadway in 2001, and it did pretty well. It did well in LA, it did well in Off Broadway until 9 11, of course. And then 20, 2003, it went to the West End in London, and it did well there. And then it came back, and then we kind of just put it into colleges, that kind of market, community theaters, colleges, high schools, and it's been done a lot. So it's probably. Up until the pandemic, it was done about 40 or 50 times a year. Really? And uh, now it's starting up again. We've There's been like six of them since it's in the last few months. So anyway. what you're saying is we could blame the terrorists for taking a Bat Boy the musical away from us on Broadway. Yes. Yes. I know. Oh, no. That's true. But, I mean, uh, on a side note, two months later, I don't know if you know, there was an anthrax attack in Florida on a on the American Media Inc., which I is remember. where we were. Yeah, we were. And one of our uh, photo editors was one of the people that died. No. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's a little tidbit for you. <laughs> yeah. So because uh, we were partners, with, I mean, we're it's the same company. We National Enquirer, Weekly World News, were part of the same company. Wow. So so anyway, so. So a lot of people know us from Bad Boy the Musical and uh, Amblin Entertainment, Steve Spielberg's company. His daughter was in the first Bad Boy the Musical in, in Culver City. So he immediately got the rights to Weekly World News and he was going to do a TV show. So he's doing this half-hour sitcom and he has some writers on it and then more writers and then more writers. And he kept on and on. In the, in the meantime, we're pitching our other characters like... Pilot or Alien and PhD. We had all these that Sci-Fi Channel, other people wanted to do, but um, CAA was like, "No, you got to wait for Stephen to do his half-hour sitcom, and then you'll get more money for this." Which kind of makes sense, you know. But then what happened was, after like four years, we had this really great movie called Waiting for Stephen. You know, that never happened. So, uh, <laughs> but anyway, that's part of the reason why. You know, for a number of reasons, but I went dormant for a while, and in 2019, when I started again, we went out, and we now we have some deals in Hollywood, even through the pandemic. We have some deals, there's like three or four things that are set up, and everybody, you know, Hollywood moves slowly. So we're like, you know, we got to take ownership of our own thing. So we formed Weekly World News Studios in July of 2021. So what we're going to do is we're going to keep working in Hollywood, but there's a lot of interest. There continues to be a lot. But in the meantime, we're going to actually get stuff done. So we're going to raise money to our independent movies based on our IP. So we started with the zombie wedding. Now, it's not one of our core characters, but we have written about zombies a lot. <laughs> so we you know, raised money and uh, we, we 
produced it and it, it we shot it in November and now we're post production. That's awesome. That's and we're gonna awesome. have two Yeah, so it's cool it's a it's a cool thing. It's sort of like National Lampoon, it's like Wiki World News presents the zombie wedding, you know. Which is, you know, the first wedding between a a human and a zombie. So, oh yeah, yeah. yeah so of course, yeah, yeah. Right. Natural, yeah. Naturally, naturally, naturally. Yeah. The Anna yeah, Nicole wedding. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So that's our first first one, and so we're excited about that, and we keep doing other things. Um, yeah, we have a more two more coming in the next year. Year and fourteen months, we're filming two more, and uh, so we're gonna take it from there. You know, but this way we keep doing our own thing. Well, Hollywood keeps doing their thing. Yeah. And I'm kind of curious, like, um, like what made you go with like that as the beginning? Like, as kind of we say, you know, the premium IP everybody knows is Fat Boy. Fat Boy. What, yeah. But, I mean, what makes you say let's start off with maybe not a off the top of the head, well known for Weekly World News to do a story yeah, about yeah. versus just going, hey, everybody, remember this? Here it is. Yeah, yeah, like um, Manigator was popular too. I don't know if you know Manigator. <laughs> we didn't do. Yeah, we've had all those. We thought about it, and Lake Erie Monster and stuff like that. But um, our our so Bat Boy's already like kind of taken. Someone's developing that in Hollywood. We're working with them. That so hopefully that'll be out in the next two years. Dude, that has a really good team. Like I could tell you about it the next time, but it's, um. So we written about zombies, and it's something that I actually had a interactive show off Broadway recently in 2015, 16, 17, done with these guys that did, um, the producer did Tony Tina's Wedding, you ever hear that? Mm-hmm. It was yep. this interactive show. So it was an interactive wedding show. So we had done it, and uh, we knew that the genre and the zombies were popular. They do well, so if we're going to try and do some independent movie right now we want to have give us the greatest odds you know so it's it's uh so we went with zombies so that's and it has uh a lot of interest because of zombie zombie genre but in every movie including this one it's all from the wiki world news point of view so there's wiki world news reporters in the movie it's (laughs) nice yeah so there's an office as a matter of fact you guys uh interview uh uh a a J, not. Oh yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. Yeah, office space. Yep. Yeah, so he he is our the editor in chief of Weekly World News in the movie. Oh, fantastic! Oh, yeah, he was great. World. He was great. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he's awesome, and we we love him. So he's he's great. Yeah, yeah we have Sherry O'Terry's in it. Oh, uh, nice. Siobhan. Vinny, a story from. Uh, he's a big pussy in the Sprano. We have uh, Mickey Dolan's from the Monkeys. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. And we got some, you know, a bunch of great, really great young actors. And See, I, I, I hear yeah, this. So. I hear this description of you and like you guys doing it independently. And I think there's no better time in the world to do these things independently. And Weekly World News mm. seems like you should stay independent because you can do whatever you want and keep to keep the control over it. So I think it's like a perfect mix for you guys. Yeah, it's good, you know, that's why I like you guys, you know, we're just, you just, you just do it, you know? That's it. Like exactly. we've, had, we've had, you know what I mean? It's like, I think that's the age that we're in right now. It's just that everything, these big companies, like we actually had a big deal with a, for a podcast with um, the people that do The Walking Dead. 
Okay. Got so complicated. You know, the whole thing got like, you know, like nine producers and all for a podcast, you know, got actors and I'm like, you know, why don't we just do the podcast? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, what are we doing? You know? So, uh, yeah. So yeah, we want to just kind of, and if we could, if we can get it going, just do it on our own. Maybe we'll just stick to doing it on our own. Absolutely. And, And the thing is that we got this, we were going to shoot it in upstate New York, but we got this town through our, one of our producers in New Jersey, South Jersey, called Vineland. You ever hear that? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Vineland, New Jersey. Yep. Do you know you know that? I had never heard of it. I've been there. Yep. Yeah. So we made some, uh, we pitched the town a few times because they were interested. We were going to shoot it there. And everything. Winds up happening, which was in the paper a lot, the, uh, the town gave us half of our budget. They gave us a million dollars. Wow. Which was like unheard of, you know. So the town itself, in this urban economic zone, but they, they gave us this money. We raised it. We shot it there. Everybody stayed there for three and a half, four weeks, you know. And uh, not only that, they gave us, uh, because they couldn't directly invest in a movie. They had to invest in our studios. Hmm. So they also gave us access to this building. 40,000 square foot building. So we have a building too. Wow. So if you go to Vineland, New Jersey, in the main, in the center of town, there's 40,000 square foot building. It's got all Weekly World News stuff on it. And pretty soon it'll have a thing that says oh, Weekly cool. World News Studios at the top. Huh. Oh. Yeah. So then we were saying, oh, you know, well, yeah, we have this place in Vineland, but really we're going to be in LA or we're going to be, you know, maybe in Georgia or something. And they're like, no, 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 this, this might be perfect for you guys. Like a little, town a little middle of nowhere in uh southern Jersey that might be perfect for you for you it's about 35 miles from philly yep 35 miles from lake city something like that yep. so that's where we got this now we got this building so we got to use it and uh keep doing it. it's a great it's uh you know we can turn it into a little studio down there do any kind of independent project you know that's amazing yeah out of curiosity like as time went along we have sites like the onion and mad magazine and i am like that who all also go into the you know the true stories of life and all do you guys look at them as competition is it just are you just in your own realm where you don't even like look at these side things whatsoever or what are your thoughts on these companies well, uh, well we definitely look at them and um just so you know, the guys that founded uh, The Onion, they're four guys from Wisconsin, uh, University of Wisconsin and Madison. They went down on their break. They went down to our offices in Florida, Lantana, Florida, hung out and checked it out. And then they went back. And the first issue they did at, at University of Wisconsin looked a lot like Weekly World News. And then they went in their own kind of direction, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we had one of those guys on a long time Scott ago. Dickers. Scott Dickers. Yeah. Oh, you did, yeah, yep, yep. very very successful. Yeah. Yep. So anyway, the um, they're, the difference is they're kind of like, uh, let's say to the left. You know, they have like a left viewpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a new site that's done very well called the Babylon Bee. In the last five years, you guys ever heard of that? Not familiar. So familiar that one. Ah, yeah. I know. I wasn't that. It was like a, what do you call it, a Christian satire, and then it became like a right-wing satire. It's called the Babylon Bee. It's, it's doing very, very well. 
And uh, so there you got both of those, and they kind of have like this, you know, very witty, snarky kind of attitude. But they're both kind of have like a coastal vibe to it. We're more of like middle America, apolitical, and yep. we just appeal to the to the. Uh, so we're kind of different. It's like we have supernatural, paranormal, kind of wacky. You know, abs, uh, it was originally written for like people in the, you know in the Midwest that would just want to read about you know a guy with a horn on his head. You know, just. Stuff like that. So we're just appealing to everybody. We don't, we're not, we're not, it's like fun, playful, surreal. So, you know, we want everybody to enjoy it and we don't want to take sides. Although we have written a lot about, you know, Hillary Clinton's alien baby or, you know, George Bush meeting with an alien or stuff like that. We, we, we have done that, but it's yeah. all in fun. You know, like Hillary has actually held up her issue where she's had an alien baby and stuff like that. So, so I think that's that's the difference. The We're trying to be in our own little lane here. Yeah. Well, Scott, uh, I really appreciate your time. It's really exciting to hear all the stuff that's going on with that. And if I come up to New Jersey, my sister lived down South Jersey. I'll definitely have to check out oh. your studios and everything. Um, uh, yeah, we, we'd love to have you come down to the studios. I mean, we're, we just filmed there. And now we got to get it set up to do certain things. But maybe we could do like a live podcast down there or yeah, something do something we'd love to it's not that far from me a video if you guys are off absolutely yeah so, I mean, that'd be great yeah so if, if people want to like read up about you or weekly world news what where are the best places where we can find you guys at okay so yeah we have the website weeklyworldnews.com these are all being worked on right now and um we have a uh, the biggest following, I guess, is right now on the Facebook, which is, you know, there's about uh, 170,000. Then it's on Instagram and Twitter. We have a newsletter that has a lot of people on it because we're trying to be like everyone else. Where the newsletter, we're not controlled by Facebook or Google and everything like that, you know? Perfect. So we're trying to grow. The, if you go onto the website and you say free subscription to the newsletter, then you'll get a lot of stuff. You know, we get a lot of stuff that way. And that's that's what we're trying to build up. Like The Onion and other places, seems like people like the newsletter every day. Because when you post someone, Facebook, even for Google, you just get squashed. Yep, you know? it's gone. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. We, we can't it's figure it, it out. We try to promote. We used to get so much more interaction, and then they just squashed everything. It's just like impossible. Yeah, impossible. yeah. Thank you. That's what I've been telling because they show it to like 10% of your followers, right? Yep. And yeah. then like, well, wait a minute. These people said they like us and they follow us, but you're only showing it to 10%. They're like, oh, yeah, well, we'll, we'll show it to the rest of the 90%. Unless so you just got to pay it. Unless you're cranking money yeah. into it, it there's no, th yeah. they're useless at this point almost. Yeah. And I mean, even in the, and from tw 2008 to 12, we had Google. If we wrote about Kim Kardashian, like, her, her butt exploded on a flight from London to L.A. So we wrote I, I would that. believe it. I would believe that story yeah, if yeah. I saw it. I'd click on it. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so that was if we wrote if we, when we wrote that. That was like number two. If you put Kim Kardashian, it was number two. So we're not even going to come get close to number two if we put that. You know, unless we pay or do something. You know, we're not. We've been in the doghouse with Google. Instagram has thrown us off like five times just for the weirdest thing. Mm. Facebook, so and that's that's why we're kind of leaning towards a newsletter and and uh, in 2023 figuring out a new thing. Also, 
before you have to go. I mean, I have this, uh, we have a metaverse game we're, we're excited about. Oh, nice. That's going to be in the, sand, the sandbox. And we put a lot into that. And that's going to be a really fun game. And, you know, uh, so, I mean, the metaverse and all that NFT stuff is taking a big hit in the last six months. But this game is is really great. It's called Planet Weekly World News. <laughs> we have two two killer developers came up with that. So, and it's got all our characters in it. So, that's that's gonna be good. That's great. That's awesome. So, yeah, Greg, Greg. It was really fun <laughs> chatting with you. Uh, best of luck. Um, definitely want to keep you back on the yeah. show. We definitely want to keep on hearing about all these projects or whatever, man. So we really thank you for your time, man. Thank you. Yeah, Greg. thank you guys, man, so much. I mean, I apologize that sometimes I got a lot, a lot going on, but you guys are are really awesome. And I had listened to a bunch of shows, and you, you're great. So I want to keep in keep in touch, man. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, hey, I mean, so, I just like I said, I love hearing the independent side of all this because that those these are the guys I root for. And I mean, if we yeah. have, if we got networks that play Sharknado Five every week, work you know yeah. every year, and it's a yeah. big event. Weekly World News has a place definitely in uh, media and yeah, people's that's... attention. So, absolutely, I don't think yeah, you guys are going just, anywhere it's... if you do it right. Exactly. So that's that's what that started. You're on the same page. That's what we want to do. Just kind of build our own little group of followers and go for it. You know, like that instead of waiting. You know, one hundred percent. Weekly world news still kicking, still uh, still creating new content, and I I have a feeling um, they're going to be start ramping up some stuff. Judging by some of the things that uh, Greg said, so yeah, I'm looking forward to checking out their movie studio and uh, keeping in touch with them boys over there. Definitely, absolutely. Do you think you have it in you to be cast, possibly in a bad boy documentary or? I mean, just look at me, Scott. I mean, everything about me says bad boy. So, I mean, I mean, I got the uh, sweatshirt that has a motorcycle on it right now. Whoa. I mean, under it, it says dog father, <laughs> the T-shirt. Yes, but, yes. Uh, but yeah. uh, you know, I mean, yeah, I'd be a leading role and to start. Sure. So you think because you're a bad boy, mm-hmm. you're perfect to be bat boy also. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that's that's the true origin of Bat Boy. You know, like first he was shunned because he looked a little different, but then he grew up with those bat powers, and he knew he's like, all right, I- I'm sick of the world, and also I'm gonna be the bad boy. Oh man, four twenty one. This might be. <laughs> we might have to go on a hiatus for a couple months. Oh, don't leave Costello hanging. Costello the bad boy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. What else we got? Scott, Scott, do you you think you could uh, recognize a fake Weekly World News headline now, Curiosity? This is tough. This is tough because essentially they already are fake. So the... They're media. Yeah. Remember that. That's true. Um so I feel like anything can can go here. All right. Well, let's do a quick little game, and I'll see if you can figure it out. Okay. All right. Ancient papers show Eve divorced Adam. Ancient papers. So we're just going one at a time where I got to pick out true or false, yeah. right? Okay. True or false, yeah. That sounds, that sounds weekly world newsy. I'm going to say yes. No, Burlu. 
Sorry, sorry. Um, it's Costello for this episode. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, you, you're over Costello. Okay. <sighs> uh, surgeon turns man into walrus for Olympics. <laughs> no one stinks about this. These are just all thoughts that probably go through your head. Like before. <laughs> <laughs> There's no distinguishing right now. Like I could, I could feel, see you like falling asleep and be like, ah, oh, walrus. You know, like <laughs> that's the one I was looking. For. But I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go Weekly World News. No Costello, sorry. Uh, see, it is something you think of. <laughs> Over two. I'm Over always so two, great yeah. at these games. I know. Bat Boy confesses, I'm Jewish. God, see now you're throwing Bat Boy in there, which I could I could see. Um, are you going to hit me with three Costellos in a row? I'm going to go Costello. Weekly World News, Scott. <laughs> he's Jewish. And at one time he's Jewish. Hey, he got converted back. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> oh, for three. All right, this oh, is going swimmingly. Yeah, horse born with human face. Again, something. I can see you and your wife sitting at the dinner t- <laughs> table. You know, it would be fun, honey, <laughs> if there was a baby. But the baby had a horse for a face. <laughs> Wait, so is it the horse born with a human face, or is it the baby born with a horse face? Well, that's how I started. Then, like, well, I got full Scott. Oh, the horse is born with a human face. Got him. Ah, God. Um, we're going to go Costello on this one. Weekly World News. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Oh, for four, right out of the batter's box. This is great. This is great. Okay. Saddam and Osama adopt shaved ape baby. Saddam and Osama shaved ape baby. I'm going that. That's Costello. Weekly World News. <laughs> <laughs> How many of are there are these? I want to. I wonder uh, if I'm ten. You're. You're. You've. Failed half, and you got another half. I could only go 500 max. (laughs) Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. World fattest man challenges Bigfoot to race. (laughs) Again, right before, like, (laughs) maybe, maybe, you know, maybe you guys are getting into bed, the lights get turned low, you know, the possible romantic life, and then all of a sudden you're like... (laughs) Fastest man raising Sasquatch. That sounds funny. <laughs> oh, baby, I'm turned on. Uh, you'd think the world's fastest man could be Bigfoot. <laughs> Tell me the answer. Um, Costello. Congrats, guys. Yes. You're on the board. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yeah. Redneck vampire attacks trailer park. Florida. Oh, wrong game. Wrong game. Um, <laughs> um, let's go Costello. Weekly World News. Ah, no, man. All right. Four is, con- four is a good score. Yeah. NASA confirms Elvis living on Mars. Oh, that sounds so Weekly World Newsy. But are you just really dialed in on the on the language Mm. I'll go Weekly World News. Costello. (laughs) 
Oh, boy. All right, give it to me. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, mini mermaid found in tuna fish sandwich. <laughs> That's a great headline. Uh, we'll go Weekly World News. There you go. All right, two, all right, Scotty. all right. Do them, look at you go. And finally, secret Hitler robots found in brewery. Brewery. I got to go Costello here. Oh, you got three. Yes, yes. 30%. Beautiful job, man. Did you you ever find mermaids attractive as a kid? Um, I mean, nothing out of the ordinary. I I guess the little mermaid was kind of cute, but nothing was like... I remember there was a scene in The Little Mermaid where she, like, shed her scales, and you see, like, her legs kicking around in the water, and I remember being mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. like, I really, I really like that mermaid. Mm, Probably yeah. sounds extremely creepy now, but back in the day, that was that was enough. That was enough. Yeah, that's what you whisper to your wife. <laughs> Be a little mermaid. Be yeah. a mermaid. <laughs> Just pretend you're getting out of the ocean. Yeah. I left my oh. son's bath water in the, in the tub. You want to go? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, snap, I left the kid in there, too. <laughs> well, Mike, obviously I am, uh, I, am not, I am not good at some of these games. But, you know, that was a tough one. That was a tough one. It's, it's funny because I had the exact same idea for that game, but I didn't have time to write the headlines. Um, I was going to do that to you, so I'm glad one of us got Aww. to fail. Uh, but, Mike, <laughs> we're going to bring back a, a segment here. I don't think we have done this segment in probably – Three years. It's been a oh, long man. time. Um, used to be a staple of the show when we first started. And I'm not talking about bear news. Um, no? But I am talking about Dirtbag of the Week, Mike. Oh, dude, do we even remember where the theme song's at? And that's a good point. I'm going to stop the recording right there. That's right, folks. Uh, back in the day, I used to give Mike um, a couple dirt bags, some interesting news story, and Mike has to decide um, who he thinks out of these news stories has become the dirt bag of the week. I don't know really why we stopped doing this because this was always a fun one, but um, I don't know. Time time passed us by, and, and we are back in the saddle here. Okay? Ooh. All right, Mike. First headline. Man tries to buy stolen human remains. Okay. A Pennsylvania man has been charged with abuse of a corpse, receiving stolen property, and other charges after police say he allegedly tried to buy stolen human remains from an Arkansas woman for possible resale on Facebook. A spokesperson for the University of Arkansas for Medical Sciences in Little Rock confirmed that the remains have been donated to UAM, which I guess is University of Arkansas's facility, and were sent to a mortuary for cremation. Uh, UAM's spokeswoman Leslie Taylor said the remains were sent to Arkansas mortuary uh, where they were allegedly stolen by a female mortuary employee and sold, adding that there is an open federal investigation. We are very respectful of those who donate their bodies, and we're appalled that such a thing could happen. A representative of the mortuary hung up on the reporter who reached out for comment on Thursday. Now, calls to an attorney representing uh, Jeremy Lee Pauly of Enola, Pennsylvania. Um, on Facebook, under his name, Pauly had posted pictures of bags and stacks of femurs. One caption, picked up more medical bones to sort through. The Facebook page he uses 
uh, to market his body parts is called the Great Wundenkammer. Vendors of odd and unusual museum exhibits, guest lectures, live entertainment, and so much more. Strange, curious, and unique in every possible way. Um, uh, Paul, who described himself as a collector of what he called oddities, including human body parts, said that remains were actually legally uh, were acquired legally when first contacted by police. According to a police affidavit, police initially found what they described as older human remains, including full skeletons that they determined were legally obtained. However, after a second tip about newer remains in his home, investigators returned to the house to find more reaching purchases. Police found three five gallon buckets containing assorted body parts including mike children paulie arranged to pay the arkansas woman four thousand dollars for body parts through facebook messenger (laughs) you would think Mm. the dark web you wouldn't be using (laughs) facebook messenger of all things (laughs) i got some body parts and i'm gonna poke you Yeah, I'm just looking for a used lawnmower. Uh, I'm looking for a chainsaw and uh, a femur and, and a children's femur. Uh, your thoughts, Mike? Well, well, for certain, what was that? Was his nickname or the group site? What was his nickname? Uh, why are you trying to join the, the great, uh, the great Wunderkammer? It looks like a German word. Ooh. Um, Wundenkammer. That's that's pretty badass uh, nickname. All right, I'm giving up Castello with a great Wundenheimer. Um, <laughs> I'm going to show you this guy too, so you get an idea okay. of what he looks like. Um, so here yeah, he is. Um, uh, <laughs> he's not looking like a person I want to you know, hang out with. And no, I mean, maybe I'll block him while I'm in the site. Yeah. You why, don't you, why don't you describe his his cool look to the audience? All right. So. Uh, He's his full left hand side of his face is tattooed with uh, I guess those are tree branches, or yeah, yeah. Some tree kind of jagged look, stuff. But then it also like, looks maybe, like reptile skin, so I don't know. Yeah, it could be reptile skin. It looks like every metal band's cover, if you will, yes. like what's on the half of his face. Uh, he's got spikes coming out of his head. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're glued in or. Right. How that literally works, I don't even know how you surgically do that. Uh, he has a his on his left hand side, he has a tattooed eye. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has multiple rings in his lips, he's got like the big uh, spacers in his ears. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, neck tattoos. So, um, and basically, if you said I'm gonna buy a body part, what do you imagine would show up with the? Uh, <laughs> The package. Here's here's the problem though with like these Gen Gen Zers. Now they all have face tattoos. This this could just be a rapper that that is, yeah. is popular these days. Um. So so what are your thoughts on this guy? Uh, yeah. I mean, he's definitely dirty. You can tell he's uh, does anything for money. Uh, not smart at all, so that adds to the dirtbagness of it all. Yeah, I mean, at least if he was like an evil genius, you give him some credit. But just the fact he's on AIM, like just saying, "Hey, you need some kitty parts." <laughs> um, yeah, he, he's 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 still in the running, Scott. Yeah, he's got a good chance. Um, what do you think of people who like legally obtain? 
like skulls and 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 things like that but they do it legally and like we see this in like oddity shops like what do you think of people like personally collecting these things it all boils down to who the person is like i mean there are people who are like complete posers that do that who want to look badass but right like you could tell it's like shut up i'll smack your face off and take your skull um, <laughs> like, like if it's like a drug cartel guy as we were talking about earlier then it's like yeah that fits the bill and then that that's creepier than usual but uh not all of them is like oh i ain't gonna mess with him someone's like shut up seymour yeah <laughs> go back to the copy room okay get, get back with the microfiche uh yeah really seymour all right Woman charged with trying to buy another woman's baby in Walmart sales checkout line. <laughs> All right, seriously, <laughs> did the black web just disappear that we're just like going to Walmart and AOL? Come on, people. A Texas woman is accused of trying to buy another woman's baby for hundreds of thousands of dollars while in line at Walmart. Rebecca Lynette Taylor, 49, was arrested on January 18th and charged with the offense of the sale or purchase of a child in connection with an incident that allegedly occurred five days prior. On uh, January 13th, the mother of a child in question called police, advising a white woman with blonde hair approached her in the Crockett Walmart wanting to purchase her son. (laughs) The mother claimed that Taylor allegedly approached her as she was waiting to scan items in self-checkout. She claimed that Taylor began commenting on her son's blonde hair and blue eyes before asking how much she could purchase him for. When the mother laughed over the conversation, assuming it was a joke, Taylor allegedly told her that she had 250 grand in the car and she would pay that much for him. The mother also claims that both Taylor and a female companion began calling her son by his name without having been told it. The mother claims that Taylor followed her out to the parking lot where she proceeded to offer more money for the child. Once in the parking lot, she said uh, she wouldn't take 250 for him. Then she would give her $500,000 because she wanted him and she was going to take him. Surveillance video from Walmart seemingly confirmed the incident. Taylor said that he was, uh, he was the perfect fit and she had been wanting to buy a baby for a long time now. Well, for starters, like she doesn't know how to bargain because she, she put the bar pretty high with the amounts. Right. Right off the bat. Like you got to like run in there and kind of get a vibe for how much. They, you don't just go in there with. Yo, I'm gonna give you two hundred fifty thousand. You, you gotta. That's a cute kid, you know. Are you sick of it? I mean, <laughs> yeah. I'll take it off your hands for say like ten grand. Yeah, and just see where the conversation goes from there. You don't just go up there. Number two, you don't announce that you have half a million in money in your car because yeah. either you're an idiot or I know I'm gonna get killed if I get near your car. So. <laughs> like, I think it's absolutely disgusting that anyone would sell their baby for 250 grand but for half a mil yeah (laughs) ballparking it right here i mean i I, you know i love my son but half a mil is a half no i'm just kidding yeah (laughs) let's let's rationalize this for a minute and all was the baby cost now but like in its lifetime one to two million probably So, so so let's say it's two million 
You can't find you're in essence making two and a half million in that scenario. Yeah. And not the kid. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well that's that is the the baby salesman. Um number three. Man accused of shoplifting. Uh shoplifting booze while wearing a hollowed out watermelon as a face mask. <laughs> Mask. <laughs> a, a Virginia man was arrested Friday after he and his friend were allegedly caught shoplifting alcohol while wearing hollowed out watermelons as homemade face masks. Rogers, Justin Rogers, 20, posted a TikTok video that appeared to show him and another man buying two watermelons, scooping them out and wearing them on their heads as they go grocery shopping. The melons entirely cover the men's faces except for the two eye holes. Uh, cool face mask hack was the caption on the TikTok video. The video also contains footage of them uh, sitting in a large black truck. Another clip shows the melon masked men talking with a store employee while wearing the mask. Uh, he said, so the guy said, what's the melon? Uh, the caption reads, uh, it's a, it's the Corona mask that night surveillance footage at sheets convenience store in Louisiana, uh, Virginia, no, Louisa, Virginia showed two men shoplifting alcohol while wearing watermelons on their heads. The footage showed the thieves driving off in a large black truck, similar to vehicle Rogers had been sitting in. Uh, the police department put out on Facebook post asking for, uh, their identity, and um, uh, Leary said that as far as he knows, no similar crimes have ever happened in this community and of about 1,500 uh, residents. So, Mike, I, well, I could also show you a video of the, uh, a picture of their masks if you, if you care to see. I would love to. Um, this also sounds like one of your weekly world news. And the man with watermelon head. <laughs> but, <laughs> if, uh, but these are our uh, accomplices here. So Yeah, they, they kind of look like a garage band. You know, yeah, like I could totally like imagine going to Asbury Park on a Thursday night and see watermelon heads perform. <laughs> uh, would you would you be interested in seeing watermelon heads perform? I mean, I gotta give them a shot. I mean, I'm, I'll give them credit and all that's some decent work, uh, shaving out those the insides of the watermelon and getting the eye holes in a good spot. And everything. I mean, I got to give him at least a couple songs before I walk to the bar. <laughs> yeah, so that that is watermelon heads, and we got one more story here. I don't know if you heard this one, um, but this one uh, amazed me the other day. Um, and <clears throat> so, a man with a World War One explosive lodged in his rectum sparks a bomb scare in a hospital evacuation. The case left doctors shell-shocked. A French hospital was partially evacuated Saturday after a senior citizen, 88-year-old patient, <laughs> uh, arrived with a World War I artillery shell lodged in his rectum. Uh, so he, he came to have the antique removed, but instead sparked a bomb scare. An emergency occurred from 9 p.m. to 11.30 p.m. on Saturday evening that required an intervention of bomb disposal personnel, the evacuation of adult and pediatric emergencies as well, um, and the diversion of incoming emergencies. We had to manage the risk in reactive framework, uh, the rep added. When in doubt, we took all precautions. Bomb disposal experts at the scene determined there was little possibility the shell would explode inside the man. They reassured us by telling us that it was a collector's item from the First World War. Stunned doctors subsequently began the process of trying to remove the object, 
which measured almost eight inches long and more than two inches wide. The doctor said an apple, a mango, even a can of shaving cream where we are used to finding unusual objects inserted where they shouldn't be, one doctor declared. But a shell, never. They took the elderly man into surgery, cutting open his abdomen in order to remove the relic. Mike, in case you were wondering, he is in full health and expected to make full recovery. Yeah, I don't think he's going to get the the prayers that Damar got last week. I got to be honest with you, Scott. Look at the size of this thing. Dear God. I mean, I see that. I mean, there's a man holding it in his hand and it's massive. It's like a Pringles can. Um, yeah, he's he's holding it with a glove, everybody, in case you're wondering. He he's not that dumb. Yeah. But. I see that as the eighty-eight-year-old came back from the war and he's like, one day <laughs> I'm gonna fit that thing up my rear. And he probably worked for something close to sixty something years, just waiting for the moment um till it was finally time to get that size insertion, and he made it happen. I think this was his final Final act in life. Did you feel like he lost a bet in the army? And then <laughs> it's like he's eighty some years old. It's like, well, you, you still owe me for that. <sighs> yeah, hand it over. It was some guys talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when you're eighty eight, you got to stick that up your ass. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> On his birthday, they're like, <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna make it out of the war. Sure, I'll do it as eighty-eight. Yeah, God damn. <laughs> yeah, I just imagine. I just imagine him looking at that every day on his shelf. Like, okay, today's the day. Today's the day. And uh, sure enough, he shuts the hospital down. I feel that thing ended up on like Pawn Stars. You know, when you're <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. You say it's World War Two? I got an expert on this. Not- Can you imagine? That I was sh- up the man's rectum. Yeah. I got an expert. <laughs> Too. Can you imagine that's your grandpa? <laughs> this decorated World War veteran. He's got the uniform hey, on yeah. with all the, uh, you know, purple heart and everything on his chest. And and that's how that's how you, everyone forever remembers grandpa. They don't care that he saved a million POWs. They don't care that he flew unmanned missions and 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 helped this country win the war. They care that grandpa had an artillery shell up his ass. Can you imagine what the bomb diffuser was going through? Like he'd have to be. I guess he'd have to be like scrubbed up in the surgical room as they're cutting it out of his body. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. That, that, that's a weird one. 88, I, I think it's just, like, I could see, <laughs> I could see some, like, sexually active young guy, you know? He's like, all right, I could get that in my head. An 88-year-old man still has the wits about him to be like, all right, this is going in there. I, I don't I guess everything's loose up there. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> Maybe you need a little help with, like, you know, increasing size, but also he had a little help from gravity over the years. <laughs> so, Mike, that brings us to question. Okay. Brings new mean to bombs away. Yeah. Um, so your four dirt bags this week are you have the man trying to buy stolen human remains. You have Rebecca Taylor who tried to buy a baby at Walmart. You have watermelon head stealing booze. And you have the artillery shell rectum man. Who takes dirt bag? Of the week. Okay, let's do some process elimination here. Um, 
it almost sounds like a college prank, the watermelon head guy. So I'm just yeah, gonna some guys right doing out. stupid TikTok videos. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it's too funny to call the World War One bomb thing the dirt bag of the week and all. I mean, it came out looking like dirt, but um, <laughs> we we're gonna knock that off as. Just pure. I, I pray it's like he he lost some scruples. Maybe that was like a Costello bit that he, that was never uh, put out. <laughs> <laughs> the lost heaven place. <laughs> hey, I bet. I gotta pop somewhere. <laughs> Bro, you kids, that was a spot on that. Oh like yeah, oh so spot on. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so it's down to baby purchase, body parts, and buying babies. Yep. Um. I think it boils down to I've heard enough of the stories of like people trying to buy kids or whatever where I'm just going to eliminate I think it's stupid what they did if she actually like attempted to grab said baby and not even like leave the cash that would get us closer to the dirt bag of the week and then we debate between the person who stole it or the person who was sitting back on where's my money but uh, I'm going to go with the body part uh, buyer and all just for everything that he's doing, having it stored, the fact that they had to come back and find more body parts. You know? <laughs> yeah. They came there the first time and it's like, all right, no more of this young man. Okay. Hey, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for your shenanigans showdown this year, you got to buy a femur on Facebook Messenger. <laughs> marketplace <laughs> i mean i know a bunch of jersey comedians that can't be that hard <laughs> yeah um so jeremy lee paulie of eastboro pensboro east pensboro oh no i don't know somewhere in arkansas you are this week's <laughs> dirtbag of the week all right mike uh, it's time to go. It's time to go. Nice, nice, fun episode tonight. I want to uh, thank Greg D'Alessandro from the Weekly World News um, and excited to see what they got coming out and how they keep uh, something like that alive and fresh and new. So uh, real good interview with him. Mike, anything to promote before we roll out of here? Uh, promote some friends podcast here. Let's do the Shining Wizards podcast, Scott. Uh, these boys have been... They're probably about the only Jersey podcast comedian that equates to the number of uh, inter, um, episodes that we've done. They've done even more. They might uh, be on microfiche. They might be on They could be. Yep. They could be. And uh, back in uh, the gorgeous George days, I don't know. But uh, the Shining Wizards uh, with uh, Tony, Kevin, and they have a bunch of wrestlers come on the show. They have some great old school interviews they talk about wrestling every week a lot of stuff going on right now with uh, Vince McMahon coming back to WWE like big stuff going on there so check them out their, their website is shiningwizards.com and I will promote another comedy show coming up uh, at Tap House 15 we've been getting some huge names coming in uh, Jessica Kirsten coming up in two weeks it's sold out but you could always call in case people um, 
cancel or relinquish their tickets. Um, and then just announced uh, today, actually, as we're recording this, uh, we have confirmed April 13th, uh, the one and only Bonnie McFarlane, uh, wife of Rich Voss, uh, part of the My Wife Hates Me podcast, hysterical comedian, uh, to be along with me, Matt Jenkins, and Ryan Patrick. So it's $59 for an amazing three-course uh, meal, um, and you get a show. So um, last... Uh, Last week with Aaron Berg was phenomenal. Aaron was just destroying the entire night. So um, well-reviewed show. So come on out. These things sell out fast. Um, other than that, guys, uh, please keep subscribing, liking, sharing, um, and listen to our old catalog. There's a lot of guests that you will enjoy. Um, other than that, life is funny. Laugh at it. Keep the win at your back. Hey, Scott, you know what my favorite candy is? Marvel Sweetest peaches. I am taking my life tonight. Listening to verbal shenanigans.